Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of American Dudocracy. Here with the dudes hanging out in the honey hut. Uh, token on a, a tabak, buddy, a Drew Estates. I'm telling you, I forgot how amazing this is. This is an amazing cigar. Pretty Cadillac and man, they're, uh, you know, again, I've never been a, never been a smoker, never been a cigar mm. smoker, but you know, like I tell my, my kids, like when you're over 40, you can smoke a cigar. I think smoking a cigar and having conversation and just, I don't know why, just slowing down maybe just gives you, you put your butt in a seat for 45 minutes out of the day and have these conversations with you guys. It's almost feel like we need some cognac or something to be sipping <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? in the gentleman's room well, here. I will tell the, you the when honey I was hut. a kid, right? I never envisioned myself holding a cigar in my hand because number one, conservative Christian foundation in my whole life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I saw guys light a cigarette on the steps of a church after service was over and I knew they were going to hell. So with that being said, <laughs> I kind of thought I would too, if I ever did this, but I'm telling you, this is amazing and it's really not sinful because First of all, we only do it when we get together. But. And, and we don't inhale either <laughs> for those listening. Oh, no. yeah, I can't. <laughs> but I'm telling you, there oh. is so much freedom just being able to sit and have a good conversation, good fellowship, and be a man. Yeah, right? Be a dude. Be a dude. Be a dude. Well, that's a, that's a, I guess that's an interesting topic, right? This day and age, this day and age in the world we live in, you know, I think a lot of that is, uh, the importance of conversations, man, you know, especially as, as males, as adults, as females, wives, husbands, fathers, mothers, uh, cousins, uncles, brothers, you know, our, our brothers, keepers, you know, fellow Americans, patriots, you know, just the ability to sit down and have a conversation, uh, I think is, is a big thing. And I think it's more important now than ever, uh, to be able to, talk about anything and to, to have the ability to say what you feel and talk through it. Because a lot of times, you know, emotions, emotions control a lot of what we do. And it's ironic, you know, you can paint it however you want to uh, conspiracy or otherwise, but it is ironic that over the last couple of years, there's been a concerted effort for people to not be able to talk about certain things, right? Uh, you can go down the constitution and freedoms and rights. But to me, this, this, this is what makes us humans and connects us and builds that community. I think that God, absolutely that God wants us to have, because if we don't know each other and we don't care for each other, then who's going to help each other when things go weird? Mm -hmm. You know, how, how, how can we as people love one another or care for one another without knowing each other? Mm -hmm. The more, that people are, I guess, the more things are just taken away and, and they're less personal or less personalized. You know, you view people more of just another person on the planet. Oh, sucks to be them. There's no humanity. The humanity gets removed to where it allows for things to come in, you know, and things, th terrible things to happen because people aren't connected with each other. We're not 
there's less and less people looking out for each other, if that makes sense. There's more and more people that want to record it and make hits, but there's less people that want to stand up and say, hey, what are you doing? Stop that. Uh, let me help this person get away from that. I'm like, what are you doing? And I think this day and age, that's that's probably the most important thing we could do is help each other. Now, that's not to be nosy, you know, or or try to pry into people's businesses, but just a general like how, how can people walk by people getting brutally beat down or or stabbed or killed in the street and they just walk off like so it's just another Wednesday, mm-hmm. you know, so there's no there's no personal. The personal relationship side is getting smaller and smaller. I think that's tough, man. I think that's uh, being forced on us somewhat so that we can have these good conversations and really work through things, work, work things out, find out where each other are coming from, what drives us. Most of the time we'll find out they're just like us. And, uh, you know, that's what makes the world go around is just uh, being real. Yeah. Having a real good conversation. Yeah. Just because people are different doesn't mean they're wrong. And having those tough discussions, too, about yeah. stuff that, that really matters, you know, that mm-hmm. people just aren't talking about anymore. Challenging the status quo and whatnot. Yeah, it's 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 weird, man. You know, the shame, I guess it's kind of a shame thing, right? Like, oh, shame on you for being part of that. And it's like, well, hang on. Like, let's talk through it. Let's talk about what happened, why, what's going on. Uh, because I, it's just a weird deal, man. It's a, it's a weird push to disconnect people from seeing each other as people and, and more like, well, it's not my business, mind my own business. You know, uh, there's a, there's a big fat line between minding your own business and, and being complicit. You know, it's, it's, it's weird. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to go beating people up or punch people or, or join in the fight, but to diffuse the situation, you know, I guess how likely are you if you know your neighbor and you've you've helped them, they've helped you, you've pitched in, done whatever. How likely are you to care more for them or how more unlikely are you to divide lines because they vote differently than you do? You know them as a person, you know, and that's True. that's the basis. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Uh, it's kind of weird, man. We live in a we live in a strange time. You know, the moral the moral compass is kind of just swinging violently all over the place. Mm-hmm. And and I guess there's a part of me that's that sees a lot of good coming because more people are connecting uh, and bucking the system. But man, I would like to see that grow faster. You know, I think the next age, we keep talking about the ages, you know, we went from the bronze age, iron age, you know, we went to the industrial age, commercial um, knowledge age. I think there's going to be a time coming when we'll start hitting the, the personal, like get back to the personal age and, the, the care, the one-on-one, those relationships, because we're getting so far apart from it now. Yeah. It's got to be coming back because we're rooted in that, right? We, that is so incredibly important for us as a society. And we are so far away from that now. Even families don't really do that much anymore. But I think we're going we're gonna to have this drawback at some point. I think it has to, right? Absolutely. You know, it's uh, interesting is as you were talking about that, when was the last time you actually sat down at a dinner table, no phones, and had actually had a family conversation where it's, you know, everybody, we're, we're sitting here, no phones. The rule is, you know, we're just going to, we're going to relate to each other as a family. And I, I can honestly say for me, it's been a while 
because I haven't, you know, my kids are yeah. uh, now grown and um, they have their own families that they're, mm-hmm. you know, having to deal with and the family life and grandkids and so on and so forth. But there seems to be a lack of that communication, even with our own families. Right. Dude, I, I do that every night. That that's, that's a awesome, that's yeah. a that's been a staple in our home actually, and that's my wife and I we've we've made that happen that's every amazing. night for man for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dinner table, dinner set, we help each other with dinner. Whoever's cooking, whoever's setting table, cleaning, everybody pitches in a little bit, but no electronics at the table, and Amen. it's and that's everybody. Uh, there are a few times where we'll pull up a picture and we'll talk about a time where we were doing something, but. We put that away and we have those conversations and it, it's a, it's an effort thing, you know, cause I just like anybody, you know, I want to be distracted on BS, but that is our one time where we put it away. We sit down, we pray, we eat, we converse, we check in on each other. How was your day? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the rest of our, and, and ironically enough, now that I think about it, that, that brings us together at the dinner table and then that kind of has set the tone for the evening so then we do more things as a group for the rest of the evening after dinner we sit down we talk we we we, there's times where we'll break out the bible and talk about the bible or we'll talk about school days or work days or upcoming events uh just check in with each other and it's it's kind of weird now that you mention it man it's it that sets the tone for the evening, just putting that rule in place and breaking the chain. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the evening is, is very different until bedtime. Right. That's kind of cool to think about. That's incredible. You know, the, the phones. Oh yeah. Holy cow. Has that ever changed our world? Mm -hmm. It's really changed our world. So taking those out of the equation for a small amount of time or even greater, what a blessing. Right. It allows that, so that communication. So we do something kind of similar. We do like go around the table and do best and worst. Right on. Right. So what's the best part of your day? What's the worst part of your day? And we don't always do it. It's not. But tonight, actually, before we came over here to the Honeycut Studios here. The Honey <laughs> Hut. The Honey Hut. Um, Isaiah, my son, brought it up <laughs> and he started. Usually it's me or mom you know and and isaiah started awesome. it's like right on i forgot but that's cool it's really cool <laughs> yeah it gives us all an opportunity to speak and and also the kids like oh this this terrible thing happened at school today or whatever and it it, it gives a platform to to speak in a you know calm relaxing environment and yeah so that's a great one best and worst it just yeah what is your best and worst it, it's something to talk about and you start that habit that atomic habit right once you start a little start doing it then it just kind of builds its own just like it was evident with isaiah you know him he bringing it up himself so that's one more person thinking along the line right and it's man it's it's an incredible thing you know with kids the the time the time with kids you know is is important man and, and time with your your spouse your family i mean anybody right like time like this just sitting down and, and shooting the shit talk about whatever you know and 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 just getting it out there, you know, having those conversations, you know, which the phone thing, that's an interesting con- conversation. Cause you know, my daughter's nine and I know, I know more than I'd like to admit 
you know, how many other eight and nine year olds have smartphones and she doesn't. And, and there's times where those conversations get tough where she's like, how come? And I'm like, you know what? It's just not going to happen. Like it's come down to that conversation. Like it's just not going to happen. You, you have slow down. You're going to have the rest of your life with that stuff for now. You, you don't need it right now. If it does not, if you don't need it for a job or for research, you don't need it. Right. And it's, that's a hard conversation to have though. But you know, as a, as a parent and as I, I only can put myself in those shoes because I can only, I'm the only, I've only lived my own life. You know, I can only imagine what kind of dipshittery I would have gotten into with access to anything I wanted at that young of an age. Uh, I'm super thankful that I did not. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So that, you know, that bodes that that's a whole other discussion on, you know, what the right age or, you know, there's not really an age. It's more of a kind of a individual, but without those connections and discussions, you can't make an accurate depiction on when someone's ready for that without being that close to them. Right. Like look at how many adults from 80 down to whatever abuse the hell out of those. That's all they do. Oh man. That's, that's their day. Mm-hmm. Hours spent on that. Flipping, flipping, flipping. Yeah. Imagine. Like, 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 like. You know what's helped me? What's helped me personally is you think about your deathbed, right? Or you think about when you die or when you're ready to die or how much of your life was wasted on that thing? How many years of your life? Yeah. It, it really comes down to that. Because if yeah. you think about it, how many hours a day yeah. do most people spend on their phone? Times 365. Right. Times 50 years or whatever. And that's a big number. <laughs> right. Yeah. They are so convenient. But I'll tell you what, they demand a lot of attention. And uh, I think, you know, in a previous podcast, uh, one of you guys alluded to the fact that you are being marketed to. So I have a case in point where I'm at a very low service area cabin. I just so happened I bought a pistol. Okay. I'll share you, more you, about that later. You passed anyway. the background check then, Dave? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say was... any more there. <laughs> okay. Anyway, there is a black market. <laughs> but anyway, I had been I'd been talking with my brother on my phone. And I've, I, I, I tell you this, this was so bizarre. That same pistol showed up on my news feed for reviews. <laughs> I can tell you yeah. how it that happens. Listening. Yep. I can tell you how that yep. happens. I'm telling you, it's the most bizarre thing. So we are being, you know, you allow that into your kid's life. They're being marketed to. They're being listened to. I highly do not recommend phones for young kids unless they're at band practice and they need a ride or i mean there there has to be an age where what about a flip can. phone yeah like, what why about does that have to be a smartphone a there dumb phone there we go yeah, yeah dumb phone like because that, that's a question so so if my nine-year-old daughter is at school and there's 50 percent of the other nine-year-olds that have phones what kind of dumb shit are they getting into and i have no control over that mm-hmm. so my only hope is that i have enough of a relationship open where she'll come to me and be like, Hey, this is what's going on. And then what do you do with that information? You know, how do you, one, how do do you talk about it? I mean, that's, that's a big, big pill to swallow. How do you, how do you like, what do you do? 
you're out of control. You know, and we don't have experience. Yeah. You know, we didn't grow I've, up that way. I've got, I've got uh, two school age kids. My son's 11 and my daughter's 13. And it, it scares the crap out of me. My, my older daughter's grown and gone. But it scares the crap out of me because I never had a phone growing up. I never had a, a laptop and access to whatever, whenever, unlimited time. Yeah. Never. This is just, and even the TVs nowadays are smart, right? You can yep. look at YouTube on your TV now. So how, yeah. How do you do that parents? Yeah. I'm struggling with that right now. How do I, how do I deal with this with the kids? Right. And how do you prevent, you can't, right. You cannot stop them from their buddies at school, showing them something with their phone. Oh, you have no control. I no mean, control at all. I mean, really is the best approach, just the head on approach. You know, do you, do you, I guess you pick a point in time where you just sit down and say, head listen, on. listen, you're going to be exposed to this, this or- thing right here can do all of this, but cart and horse, right? If you plant that seed, then as a curiosity, blah, blah, blah. But that's where the discussions, the daily connections. Yeah. I think that's the, it's the only hope you have, man. Yeah. It, it really is. And it's, that's not to say it's not, it's going to happen. It's, it's happened to everybody. It's going to happen to every single person. I guess the, maybe the right approach is understanding it's going to happen. And then just addressing it head on and saying, look, I, I know, uh, here's how you can prevent that from happening again. You know, please, please think about that, you know, but, but again, that's tough, man. Yeah. Ah, that's, that's like worse. It's almost worse nightmare stuff for a parent that's like second or third maybe third fourth but dude the world is is mutating is well the way i'll say it into this weird immoral thing you any tv you turn on it's it's either (laughs) pharmaceuticals or sex or drugs or alcohol like it's it's really that and they're sexualizing kids now down to what kindergarten is what they want to start pushing this stuff out at right it's it's in their face all the time right we we just don't have the tools built yet because how do we deal with i think future generations will look back on us maybe how we failed with that i don't know but we're cutting edge on this how do we our generation deal with this is there a way that's going to be your question yeah, maybe here, here's a question, I guess. Does this make me sound like a dictator or, or an asshole? Is there a way to approach the school board and say, look, from this age down, smartphones should not be allowed at school. I get it. You want to have your kid have a phone so he can contact you for a ride, whatever. Flip phones are great. But like as parents, as a group of parents, maybe a school board meeting is, is appropriate to raise your hand and say, hey, I have this concern and I also have a possible solution. Why not eliminate smartphones from children's hands in school? That includes buses, any part of the school system, just like guns, right? Let's just remove that out of there. So look at the, we haven't even talked about it, but the social media aspect. Yeah. And the shaming and stuff that goes along with it. Oh, dude, Pandora's box. Mm Mm-hmm. The, the shame that, that girls throw on little girls is incredible, right? It, it's scary. Yeah. Don't know how to deal with that yet. But again, the solution right now, no social media, no smartphone. <laughs> and and right? my daughter is seeing some of that because she doesn't have the phone. 
Yeah. So she's and, getting discriminated for not yeah, making fun of her. There's certain groups of friends that she sees here and there that have their phones and they want to go huddle up and she's not invited. Which, you know what, in the grand scheme of things, I'm like, well, there's better things to do. However, you know, that's that's a hurdle. That's a that's a that's a thing. Yeah. How do you and, and what's the proper way to explain that to him? I mean, I think you're doing a good job with that. But even like with some of the traps that they can fall into. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to tell you something brutally honest here. So I don't know. I was a young teenager and I don't know how I got a hold of it, but I got a hold of a dirty magazine back in the day. It was magazines, of course, you know, yep. so where's the best place to store stuff that nobody will ever find under your mattress under the mattress i'm telling you nobody <laughs> looks there nobody except for mom except for everybody <laughs> so except for everybody yeah, yeah. and mom and everybody especially else. when you're not the one making your bed and or the, washing the, your sheets or and the brothers and <laughs> yeah, yeah. how i i will distinctly remember how my mom handled this so it's pretty incredible i i um had no idea that she knew until she started asking me questions like you know if you know my mom you'd like oh oh so she was like do you find a woman's body beautiful my flags were raising you know at a 12 13 i, I was actually older than that because mom that's I, gross yeah <laughs> ew <laughs> yuck yum i mean so anyway <laughs> So my flags were raised and I was like, yes, I do. And what do you find beautiful about that? So she, the way that she talked to me, it wasn't like grabbing that thing and ripping it into shreds in front of my face. It was a conversation reasonable about asking questions about how I felt about it and what it was doing to me. And it, it was an eye opener. And I'm telling you, it, it made a difference because I thought for sure that she was going to tell dad and dad was going to come home. And my dad was not a, he was not a violent person. He was one of the most wonderful people I've ever, I can't say enough good things about my daddy. But as far as I knew, she never told him, but I knew that she knew and it, it really did help how she handled herself on that one. Um, other parents, you know, I've heard stories about them finding things like that or a joint. I never smoked weed or anything like that either. But um, having a conversation, a gentle conversation, trying to find, you know, questions and just, I mean, the, it was perfectly how she how she handled me. Couldn't have been better for my, my, my spirit. I mean, other kids probably need maybe something different, but... Um, just talking through it was really important. And I, I respected her for that. See, I grew up in a little bit different. Sex and stuff was like taboo. You didn't really talk about that. It wasn't allowed to be talked about. And I think to our detriment, really, as kids growing up, you know, that, that didn't help at all. So I want to have a different mindset and kind of Matt, like your approach, the head on, right? That's you got to have these uncomfortable discussions and I think that will hopefully pave the road for future. Okay. If you got questions about any of this stuff, you know, I'm here for you. Come to me before you go to the, the, the phone or your buddy. Right. Mm -hmm. Not easy though. Yeah. It's really not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And even then it's a 50, 50, right? Like to be yeah. brutally honest, like yeah. even if you have the best open, I mean, think again, 
put yourself in those shoes and you're like, nope, <laughs> I'm going to dude. Yep. But yeah, it's yeah. tough, man. It's uh I grew up in a weird a whole different scenario. Like I you talked about a joint smoking pot. I used to skateboard as a kid and I, man, I used to love it. I was up at a buddy's skateboard one time and I went off a lawn tramp, dude, and I wiped out. I thought I was getting good, so I was trying tricks off of it. You know, I landed a couple, and then I hit the launch ramp, dude, and I launched off sideways, and I came down, and I landed with my hip on, you know, where the curb is, where you drive in a driveway, where the curb is round. Mm-hmm. Dude, I landed right on that. Bam! Ouch. Smoked my hip. I cried, dude. I cried. Cried. I thought I broke myself. <laughs> I, like, had to stumble home. I get home, and been crying, and our, our, our dad, he handled things pretty stupid um so i was i think i was like sixth grade i think i was i think i was in sixth grade and i come home my eyes are red and he's like been smoking pot I'm like i didn't even know what I, this is how dumb i was I'm like i really didn't know what pot was i'm like no i got my ass beat you're lying your eyes are red beat my ass up one side down the other <laughs> after I'd already gotten wiped out on the skateboard, got Guilty. grounded for a month, dude, whole different approach. And we didn't talk oh. about a lot of that stuff. It was just more like, what are you doing? And you used your ass kicked and it, that. So <laughs> that's why I, yeah. I, I'm trying to take a very different approach. Yes. Mm. Um, but you know, I guess in retrospect, you know, they, people are, you know, like, we'd like to look it up at our parents when we're kids and you think they have it all figured out, but you know, you're figuring it out as you go. And, so I think the open lines of communication is about your only defense, you know, yeah. and have those tough conversations like, Hey, you know, I, I get it, but you know, here's, here's why I get away. I got away from doing that. Or here's why I decided to steer clear of that because of this or this or this. And you just kind of plant the seeds, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and maybe see where they grow um, and revisit, I guess. Right. And then get your community group. Yeah. Right. And kind of maybe bounce ideas. And yeah, you're not the only one that's experiencing this. There's a whole community out there that's trying to figure this out, too. So I think plugging into that. Yeah. We're talking about earlier. I think that's that's key. Yeah. Conversations and community, you know, having these conversations and bouncing these hard things off of other parents and people, because, you know, man, I've, I've learned more when you just, again, checking the ego and having those conversations and taking in advice, you know, man, I've learned so much more just by asking other people like, Hey, how have you dealt with this? What'd you do? And man, especially coming from my <laughs> really shit, kind of shitty example that I was yes. brought up with. Like, I don't, I, man, I had to like build a whole new toolkit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's been a challenge, man. It's tough. And it's super hard because, my there are times where my initial reaction i just want to blow my top oh, and then man. i'm like why yeah why am i so mad yep. stop yeah time out dumbass like time out this isn't about you right <laughs> but but it took a lot of work to get to there you know and that's where you know changing as we grow and that's where you know learning and reading and, and connecting with people and man it's the most important thing we can do right it's tough you know, so I don't know, man. I, I'm, I struggle with that too, Dwayne. It's, it's, what do you do? You know, shoot, Dave. I think you nailed it. It's your, your mom's approach, polar opposite of what I grew up with. And I, your mom's approach would have been 10 times more effective than 
<laughs> what happened to yeah. me, you know? Because then I was like, well, shit, if I'm going to get beaten grounded, what's pot? Hey, bo- <laughs> hey guys. <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Might as well have some. What is that? I'm already getting beat down for it. <laughs> what's is this it thing? that good? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Good? You know? It's pot, but you don't cook with it. Yeah. So. <laughs> Dude, I was, I was clueless. I really was clueless. Uh, but, you know, again. So, and I think, too, there's a difference. Obviously, girls are susceptible to a lot of social stuff. And boys have their own set of challenges too, right? Oh, so yeah. That's, oh, buddy. Ugh. And they're, I, I they're think night even and day. harder. Yeah, even harder on the boys. The, the, the social pressure, the, you know. Curiosity, ugh. the drive. The, yep, it's it's yep, a the wild urges, thing that's everything. happening. And so, the yeah, I was very curious. And holy cow, I'm telling you, I it's it's really hard in this day and age to be a parent because – um, you know, we we're sitting here talking about communicating with each other. And then you have that close little beautiful kid that you're raising and you don't want to see him go down these nasty awful traps and they are traps. Yep. Ask an adult. I'll tell you I've screwed up so many times. There are so many traps out there for us. And they're 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 out there trying to trap your kids too. And, and it's a it's a pull for your soul, basically what it is. I mean, there's a fight for your soul. Um, how do you win those battles? Yeah, against something that's very addictive too. Mm-hmm. Oh, very right. Oh, dude, you know, yeah. I, I think it's does it come down to like emotions, right? Like emotions. So, setting the example, you know, being able to control your emotions, like your mom did. Hey, she, she was probably, I mean, think back on that, right? She was probably mortified. Like, Oh, (laughs) how do I, what do I, Mm -hmm. you know? And she probably slept on it, thought about it, you know, and come up with that plan. And I I don't think there's a wrong, well, there's some wrong ways to do it, but I I don't think if you're communicating it, there's a wrong way. I think if you're talking through it, but you have to be receptive to the feedback. Good point. And, and as a parent, you know, setting that example, uh, is probably and as hard as it is, dude, that's the number one challenge for me with kids is to check myself, check myself, dude, that's number one for me. And I, I'm, I'm learning, I'm getting a little better out of it, dude, <laughs> that's tough. So I've got a question on that. At what point, or I guess I've always been on the fence about like giving personal stories and to try to relate to the, the, the child, right? It's like, do you do that? Is that gonna is that gonna help sharing some of the struggles you had growing up? Mm-hmm. Or is that gonna maybe encourage them? Oh, if dad did it, then you know, I've I've been on the fence on that, going back and forth. Some stories are, you know, fine, but at what level do you use some restraint in that or not even say anything and I, I don't know. Dude, I I'll give you an example, man. I my daughter, her and I, we joke around with each other pretty, pretty, pretty good. And it's fun. Jabs fun, you know, talk smack, play the circle game, punch each other, you know, easily. Don't get mellow out. <laughs> um, but <laughs> she, she told a joke at school that was not appropriate at school <laughs> and she got in trouble. Like Ooh. she, she got in trouble. Because, uh, let's see, 
she was playing a joke and kidding with one of the kids and she had like a water bottle and she was like pretending she was going to dump it on him. Her and this kid play these games all the time. Well, a little water came out of her cup, spilled on the kid. Well, another girl saw that and thought she was bullying and she got in trouble. So she got sent to the office, had to write a letter and dude, she was mortified and get her home. And I'm like, you know, like I want to talk through this because I'm like, how do I approach it? So I, I took the approach I, and I told her, I'm like, listen, like, let me tell you a little story about a joke I played and I got suspended from school <laughs> for three days. Uh, you remember the stink bombs that came out? Little, oh, yeah. little glass vials. Dude, they were terrible smelling. I got my hands on some of those and I took them to school. <laughs> well, I was throwing them in the hallway. Funny joke, right? Ha ha. Well, I'm smashing them. People walking by and then one kid smelled it and he puked all over everything. <laughs> so I got suspended. And, and at the time I'm like, man, this is a funny joke, but I, I had to, I told her that. And, and I'll tell you what, the minute I told her that story, I could see the weight just lift right off of her. I'm like, I, I messed up 10 times worse than you did. And my joke, you know, now that I'm an adult, I'm like, I understand why, you know, one, I'm busting glass vials in the hallway. They're, they're little, but they're still glass. And two, that's not the place to be doing that. All I did was create a mess for the janitor or someone else to clean up. And I'm disrupting why we're at school. So dumbass times four. But but I, I went into that and told her all about it. You know, I was like, look, and I could just see the weight lift off her shoulders. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, dad screws up, too. It's OK. Like, we're all human. Right, right. Like, but just understand, you know, before you do things, mm-hmm. you've got to take into consideration, you know, where you're at, what you're doing. And. And there's a time where you have to accept if I step over this line, yeah. it could be taken in, in many different ways. Right. Uh, and that's just one example, dude. I've, so I struggle with that too. Like how much do I go into? And I think depending on what it is, man, like I think it's, it's to me, I think it's healthier to let them, to, to tell them to share is like look i learned this and i learned this the hard way because i did this right. and and i'm not doing that anymore because it didn't serve me well mm-hmm. i i've lived both the action and the consequences sure, and sure. i'm telling you the consequences aren't worth the actions right mm-hmm. so but you know it's it's tough every every example and every situation is different you they're know? all different right right and that's where i gotta hand it to my wife my wife is so much better at that stuff than i am because i'm always super reluctant Again, given my toolkit is very new, I'm always super reluctant and like, well, this is, you know, bad, but it's, you know, man, it's, yeah. You know, I had an instance, so kind of going along the lines with what you're saying. So my brother, if anybody knows my brother, he is a minister. He was called when he was 12 uh, to be a missionary to Brazil. That was, he felt like that was his calling. So I can attest pretty much that my brother was uh he'd never seen a magazine i don't even think he's seen his own wife naked right now so he's got three kids so just three times anyway yeah he was was in college and he started this deal in college and this is a christian school where they started getting into disguises so they'd buy these mustaches and these wigs and kind of go out and start preaching to people on the you know on the sidewalks and so forth well it evolved into uh, long story short, into going to the cafeteria, going over the roof, 
inside and eating ice cream, stealing ice cream from the cafeteria. Well, one of his friends, and I'm not going to say that, who this friend is, but my brother started feeling really guilty about this because they were, this guy was going a little deeper and deeper and deeper. He ended up in the pen. And my brother was feeling this conviction. So this is a story that I would tell my kids. This is what happened to your Uncle John. And here's what happened to this guy. He couldn't stop. And so look where he, he ruined his life. He's, he's in the pen now. He started with something that seemed so simple. Mm-hmm. And now it, it, ruled, it, it ruled his life. He got addicted to it. And look what happened. And you can talk. You can see serial killers. Uh, rapists, different things like that, that get into this weird stuff and they cannot quit. And this is what happens if if you keep doing stuff like this, kids, if if you're tempted at work or, you know, in, in a different situation where you're, you know, with a group of people, if you start this, it's, you may end up developing something that you can't control anymore. I use that, that example all the time for my kids yep. and it helped. It's yeah. that atomic habits on the negative side. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. start off with the bad yeah. habit. You keep yeah. reinforcing it and reinforcing it. And now you have a, that's mm-hmm. your lifestyle, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Now it's, it's a tough, man, it's a tough deal. It's daily. But I, I man, I come back to that daily sit down, you know, yeah. that one daily sit down. Look good and bad, you know, but it's all good if you're if you're aware of it then at least you've got the ability to come up with a solution or try a chance. That yeah. conversation is everything like you're, oh, what you're talking about. Yep. It's huge, man. And then pretty soon your kids are like, Hey, what about put that away? And there's been times where my daughters kept me honest, like put that away. Oh, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> ding, ding. You're right. You know, here you're, you go. You know, it's cool because you'd rather them ask you about this stuff than their friends or somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Because they, oh, yeah. they're, they're yeah. in a controlled environment and you can give them the, the exactly. right direction as a parent. You know where it's heading. You can see the trap. Um, if they're asking their friends, if you close the door to that conversation, no, we're, we're not talking about that crap. Nope. You go, just forget about it. No, that doesn't happen. You have to. They're, they're yep. curious. They're just like we were. Yeah, life, life happens, man. Sometimes it's forced upon you, too. You know, again, you know, once they leave the house to go to school or go to an event or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's just part of life. It's a, it's an unfortunate part of life, but it is part of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think given those trials and tribulations, like you think back on everything that's happened to any one of us, every single thing that has happened or that we've done or whatever has taught us something, made us stronger, made us better, you know, so long as you have that sobering moment where someone or yourself or whatever snaps you out of it. And you move beyond, you know, that's, that's the, probably the most important thing. Right. But I don't know, man, it's tough. It's tough. Dude. Parenting is hard. It's scary. It's tough. And it's, it's hard, man. You know, I I think of that. And you know, the other thing is, man, you could drive yourself crazy. Like if you, it's like child proving a house, right? Like how, what's how overboard do you get? What level? Yeah. Like if your kid never wrecks a bike, well, if they ever gets on a bike, can't wreck a bike. Well, uh, you're right. going to have those training wheels for 18 years. And then maybe when you turn 18, yeah, we'll right. pull them off. No. Right. Yeah. Dude. On yeah. the first kid, the last kid's probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You 
don't need them. <laughs> Go play on I-70, will you? That helmet kind of fits. Get after it. <laughs> you don't even have to strap it. Just put it on. <laughs> That's tough, yeah. man. Yeah. But it's important. Yeah, it is. Tough, but very important. It is. But it starts the conversations. And I, I think that's what's missing is having yeah. those conversations just like this. Yeah, man. Yep. No end in sight. Every day is a new day. And I love it, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love it. Always learning. Always. So we're right on, fellas. Well, I guess on that note. Look us up on Facebook. Send us a comment. Yeah. Hit us up. Share us. Send us an email. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, peace out. Have a good day. Thanks for listening.